Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Oberly uh, from vikingsterritory.com and purpleptsd.com. I'm joined each week by Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and startribune.com and from TCO and from U.S. Bank. Mark's everywhere that the Vikings are doing something and he just loves this time of year. Mark, did I say Mike? Mark, uh, the Vikings played the uh, Tennessee Titans on Saturday after a couple joint practices with them. And, and man, oh man, I saw good, the bad, and the ugly in that game and ever since then. And so uh, what, what were your thoughts on the preseason game the other night in general? No, I, I, you saw good? Uh, I saw one okay. drop. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's it's you know you can it's hard to read stuff into the into the preseason, but but what they're putting on the field right now is 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 bad. I mean the tackling is atrocious, and it's by guys that are number one draft pick. Uh, I tweeted that or whatever we call it, I X'd it. Uh, that was the worst uh, head down miss by a safety since the uh, Marcus Williams uh, uh, ducked and tried to tackle Stefan Diggs in the Minneapolis Miracle. I hope you got roasted for that. No, I'm just kidding. Not acceptable. Uh, you know, Booth misses. You know, Booth is your number two pick. He misses a, a tackle. Joan Williams misses a tackle. It's just sloppy. You know, it's a lot of penalties. Um, you know, we'll get into the ugly, but it, uh, I, you know, what what they put out there is kind of like, wow. I, I hope that the you know that the starters are are uh, practicing a lot better, and uh, they did have a better uh, a second day because we we talked after they had the first day of the mm-hmm. joint practices. Second day, the offensive line was much better, um, but yeah, that game was just uh, just awful. I thought. Well, uh, you know, the Vikings are uh, doing the whole same, same thing as last year. They're they're not putting any starters out there. They're trying to, I guess, evaluate their three or in these three games their uh, their backups and the depth of their team, which isn't. Uh, uh, making everybody write home about it, um, not in a good way anyway. And um, you raised the point to me, is this, is this the right approach for the season? I, you know, because it worked last year, I guess. But uh, you said, you know, as you pointed out, uh, Patrick Mahomes played a whole quarter the other night. So uh, this is uh, KLC's style, but is, is it working for the Vikings for what we've seen? Well, you know, at this point, you, you give them the benefit of the doubt because, you know, we had some questions last year about what they were doing, and they came out and they beat the snot out of the Packers at home. And, um, you know, they have the Buccaneers at home, which I feel is, uh, you know, that, that's a, you know, you lose that game, and I'm not saying you play for the draft after that, but that's a game that I feel that they should win being at home. Um, there's just a lot of, you know, it's a different team. It's a younger team. It's a different, yeah. it's a more aggressive defense. And, and I, you know, I'm not saying it's the wrong way. I'm just saying that, hey, it, there's some there's some alarm bells that are going off for me because the guy that missed the the tackle on that came up in the hole and missed the tackle on that 55 yard touchdown run was not a guy that's going to get cut next Monday or Tuesday. That's yeah. your number one draft pick that you're hoping you know you can you know because they play a lot of safeties. Um, there's three safeties ahead of him that are sitting out the game, but Josh Metella sits out the game because he's essentially a starter in this type of defense that they're playing. And then you have Harrison Smith and, and uh, Cam Bynum. Um, you know, that's not a, that's not just some camp body that misses this tackle. That's, that's a guy that's got to step it up. Um, Booth played the entire game. I think, you know, Scene uh, might have played almost the entire game. In the fourth quarter, I saw him, yeah. Yep. So, you know, that, that's another guy that, you know, 
they aren't just going to magically have like two corners that just step in and never have nicks and dings. And, and then the, the, uh, the nickel guy will just be perfect. And um, these are guys that they're going to need to be counting on. And it's, you know, you're missing, you're just a uh, fundamental missing, missing tackles. You know, I, I kind of laughed to myself because, and again, I'm giving O'Connell the benefit of the doubt because they, they did what they said last year. They, this is how theirs was their approach or they're committed to it. And then they started very well. Uh, but I kind of laughed when he was saying, yeah, the, you know, the tackling is the one thing you can't simulate in those joint practices. Yeah. And it's like, it's also happens to be the most important thing in football or it used to be, you know, years ago. Um, they try to tackle now, but I mean, it, that's something that's, that's your, that's essential to the game that they're not getting. So yeah, there, there's a reason to, to be a little, little concerned, you know, about what's going on, but we'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's that's starting off with our, our we're going to go with the bad first. And uh, Lewis Dean, he, he did come up and make a splash play again early in the game. Came up, made a tackle, I think for a loss. Uh, he's had seven tackles on the game. And uh, um, I, I thought, that, I think that stat was, I can look it up. But, and then all of a sudden he makes the big whiff. And everybody and their brother saw it, you know, uh, right out in the middle of the line that's, uh, uh guy just jumps over him basically so it's a big splash play the other way so you can't have either one of them. is that a matter of him just still being <clears throat> too young in the process i mean is he isn't he just like pretty much still like a rookie trying to find his way and now he's trying to find it in a new system i'm not trying to make excuses for him but i mean it, it's out, it looks like he might still have the potential but he's still just green because he sat out the year last year with injury yeah, yeah. i mean I, i'm not saying cut the guy or anything i'm not saying he won't be a good player you don't want crazy fired for drafting these guys you don't want those guys gone huh yeah well not yet but you know you start they're starting to those footprints in the snow they're starting to go the wrong way but uh no i'm just kidding um yeah he, he's he, yeah definitely i mean this is and this is also good for this to happen in a preseason game you know because i you know, that teaches him something that he's learning um but he was also, you know, he, he did play in the preseason last year. He did play in the fir- or special teams in the first two or three games. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's not – I wouldn't call him a rookie because, you know, there, there's some value to this offseason program that mm-hmm. they have. So he's been in this – he's been in – well, it's a new system, but uh, he's been around. So it's good that they're that they're able to, to learn and, and not get hurt. You know, they, uh, you can rip on Booth, uh, you know, missing tackle, not playing very well, but – if he's at practice or walk through later today on, on Monday, um, that's a good thing because this guy's history is he can't stay on the field. So that would be a good thing to see him still, you know, being able to play after uh, playing a preseason game. But yeah, it's, there's, it's, it's good that this is happening. They're learning in the preseason. Another big glaring thing for me. Uh, and, and I think uh, for Kevin O'Connell was all the penalties. And I think he mentioned it at halftime, uh, in his little speech with Ben Lieber uh, in the broadcast, because there were a lot of them happening, and it's been two weeks of them now, and uh, a couple of them got uh, tagged two, two in a row to Ole Uduari, a backup right tackle who's got to be uh, who's who's it's going to be important for him on this squad. So you know he and then Uli a little bit later gave up two sacks. So what's going on with him? What's going on with all the penalties on this team? Are they just is it still just preseason that's happening now, or is it something to be concerned about? Well, you know, it's penalties. Number one's preseason because, you know, as much as they want to like, they want to tout these joint practices as live football, and they want to like 
you know, tout, tout their approach. This is league wide. When when it's an actual game, it's completely different. It's faster, and these guys are, you know, they're going to make mistakes when they're out of position. Uh, Jalen Williams, the corner, uh, I think it's Jalen. Uh, he had two. He had one, a, just a blatant push in the back on, on one of the punt returns, and then he had another penalty. Ole Udo looks like, you know, body language, and, you know, to me, it just looks like he didn't want to be there. This doesn't look like it's a, you know, and I, I don't know, I'm not saying that that's what it is because I'm not inside his head, but, you know, he's got a guaranteed deal. I think he makes 2.6. The way it was, uh, Andrew Kramer wrote a little bit about this morning is I, I noticed that it was guaranteed money for, for Ole. And I'm like, does that, do they keep him or do they, you know, because right now uh, this team's carrying 13 millions of dollars of dead money for Adam Thielen. You know, it was mm-hmm. going to play against him in week four. Uh, 2.6 to get rid of a guy who doesn't want to be here or plays like that. I mean, my, my goodness, it, it was, you know, there was the penalties, it was the sacks. Uh, just, he just looks like he's disinterested to me. And that's, that's just, I'm not saying he is, but he looks like he's just doesn't want to be there. Hey, he's a pro. It's preseason. You can just coast, right? You got your game. Uh, well, yeah. Well, maybe you coast if you know you're getting your money. I, I don't know. I, I, I just, he right now, if he's your swing tackle, if he's your third tackle, I'd be like, no. I, Blake Brandle would be my guard slash swing tackle, or um, the low, the other guy uh, that, that's playing left. I, I just I, right now, Ole Udo would be someone that I would really have a hard time putting on this team. Hmm. Uh, what did you think about the offensive line in general? Did uh, you know? Because last week I thought they were terrible and. Uh, I thought they were early on. They were approved before the penalties and and sacks coming. I thought they were a little better. They seemed to be opening some holes and and even even gave Mullins a little more time, although it didn't help Mullins. We'll talk about that as well. But uh, uh, what did you think about the O line in general and their play? I didn't. I mean, they didn't. They didn't. Terrible. I mean, I think I again, it's backups, but you know, there's going to be backups that have to play. It, um, I just, you know, there was one penalty with, with Udo. I think there was another, uh, there were two penalties on the offensive line, I believe. One was hands to the face, I think, and one holding. Um, yeah. It's yeah. not good enough. I, you know, that's, there's no other way around it. Just, that's not, it's not good enough. Um, Troy Dye had a, had a nice uh, interception uh, the other night. Uh, you know, he's been kind of overshadowed, eclipsed and overshadowed or whatever metaphor you want to use by, uh, Ivan Pace, uh, you and I have talked about him in succeeding weeks on this podcast, but it looks like Pace is beating him out. It's a big play for Die. Is he going to still hang with the team, or what, what's up with him? Is he going to is he going to be on this roster in a couple weeks? Well, you know, back when I wrote, um, you know, Ivan Pace is a great story. You know, it's fun early in camp uh, about him. You know, hey, this guy's going to make the team. Uh, in, and now it's hey this guy is probably going to start because uh, Asamoa is is a wall he or not a wall but he's just standing around doing nothing for weeks now, um, and he wasn't you know he was the presumed starter inside linebacker and this guy has shot past him. It's to the point where you know I back when I was writing about Ivan the first time was uh, you know kind of like he's going to push Troy Die off the team. You know Troy Die is like you know that going to be that guy that's going to make or maybe push Asamoah and Pace was the guy trying to make the team. Well, that's flipped. I mean, uh, Troy died to me is trying to make the team now. And so Troy Reader as well, you know, two veteran guys that, 
you know, that this rookie is just better than they are at this point. Yeah, I mean, he he kind of was not. It was a very athletic move. Was was a kind of a terrible throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, he must not have the quarterback must not have seen him, but he did. You know, he did make a nice move on the ball. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, Ivan Pace is probably going to be your day one starter. Asamoah is showing no signs of coming back. You, I was just going to say, let's talk about that. I mean, Asamoah has got all the all the publicity uh, between last season and this season are uh, so far is, is that he was good. You know, they let Kendricks go and he's the guy of the future. He made all these big plays last year. And now he's on the sidelines with some injury issues and we haven't really seen him yet. Is, is he sitting out because he's going to be a starter or no. Is, he's not? No, 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 he's not. He, he, he's been out a long time now. He, he's been out. I mean, the hope, the, hope, the hope was like when he missed the first preseason game was like, well, okay, well, uh, we could see him in the uh, in the joint practices. And then it was like, didn't do that, didn't play the game. You know, and now, uh, you know, I don't think you, you – maybe they put him in the joint practice. I don't know. It's like, you know, like I said last week, they're, you know, they're, you know, Zimmer got ripped for not talking about injuries. Well, this there's nothing – there's no great revelations about injuries with this group either. So – um, it's a guy that's, uh, you know, I, we don't see him working out off to the side. Uh, at least I haven't, um, you know, it's, it's just, he's not there. And, th- and that's a reason, Asamoah is a reason that you don't even, uh, basically made no attempt to keep, uh, Ken Hendricks. It was like, Hey, we got the next guy, next right. guy up. This guy's, a, you know, is a great special teams player. He's ready to make that move. Not saying he won't, you know, but I'm saying that now he's behind schedule and, um, can he be ready? Can he be ready for day one and and beat out this this guy? I don't know. And Ivan Pace, as great a story as he is, as good as he, he is, he's an under he's an undrafted rookie who's gonna his you know uh, he's not gonna come in and be Mike Singletary right away. So you know <laughs> you want maybe a tad of experience. Uh, even though Asamoah didn't start any game, he at least was on the field last year. Yeah, you, what do they say? What's that old cliche? You can't make the the team in the tub or something like that if you're constantly nursing an injury club in the tub gotta gotta rhyme it joe can't make the club in the tub can't make the club club. club. it's just uh he's one of there's other guys that are just like what's going on here uh you know yeah we'll talk about those in a bit when we get to the ugly but uh um i just one real quick question going back to scene uh uh, do you see, I mean, you know, he, he did make those two splash plays in the past two weeks, but he made the other plays that were not so good. What are you seeing from him in practice? I mean, is, is he making mistakes like that there? Is he, is, or is he making good plays in practice? What, you know, I know it practices, it's practice, you know, ask, uh, Allen Iverson, but yeah, you gotta be make a uh, KLC puts a premium on that. He said last week, we talked about how he, he gave, uh, Ty Chan a little grief for showing up under the bright lights, but not in practice. What what do you see from scene in practice? Do you think he's he's gonna, you know, be someone they can count on this year? What's your what's your thought? He's their you know he's their fourth he's their fourth or fifth best safety, which is you know uh, I guess it's good enough for right now. But uh, you know, this is a guy that you know is going to be you would assume at least 2024 is going to be a starter when you know Harrison Smith's probably gone. Um, you know, at some point, Harrison Smith will, will move on. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't see, obviously you don't see anything like that because they don't do that in practice. That's the, that's the hardest part mm-hmm. of this game 
is finishing. You, know, you, you and I would know where to, you know, if, if Brian Flores sat down and taught us, we would probably, if we stood back there, we could probably read, you know, if he really taught, well, it'd probably take him some extra overtime to teach us to, to what to look for. <laughs> but then if whenever the ball was snapped and they told us to go do it, we couldn't do it. I'm not saying he, he I'm not saying that he seen doesn't have that ability to do it. It's just, uh, when he takes off, he, he's a little out of control. Uh, I think and it, and maybe that's part of like, you know, playing a little more under control. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beating up on the guy, but uh, you know, to me, it's like, Hey, there's a lot of first round draft picks. And when, especially when you trade down and you have a commitment to this guy and you give up where you were, where you were in the draft and, and you hand a, you know, lightning fast receiver to your division opponent, this guy's got to be big. He's got to be a big time player. And, you know, uh, time. maybe that's what you can do in college when you're surrounded by an uh, all world defense. You're in there. You can be out of control and you can make some big plays. And maybe that doesn't work so or transfer so well to the pros. I don't know. I mean, and certainly the Vikings don't have an all world defense to protect him. But uh, um, yeah, it's a concern. Certainly, if he's the guy of the future, you know, what, what now you just put the fear of God in me that when. Uh, Brian Flores leaves after a year. He'll take Harrison Smith with him because he knows just how good he is. Well, you know, I, I love Harrison, but uh, you know, at some point, uh, Mother uh, uh, Time wins. Yeah, Mother Nature wins. Uh, they, they all get retired at some point. So, Father Time—that's who you're looking for. Father Time. Yeah. Yeah. I said Mother Nature. Mother what? Nature, Father Time. Whatever. One of them's going to get him. <laughs> both got me. Yes, that's for sure. And so, as we, given that, we better take a break because you know Father Time has been—we've uh, been dealing with him for a long time. So, we'll take a quick break and we'll come on back to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark uh, Najee Thompson had another big special teams play the other night. He comes down there, gets past his gunner, and just slices the legs out from under the the. Uh, the kick returner just as he got the ball it was like one of those old commercials of it. Did you ever see that old commercial that they had about uh, might have been Noxie? I mean, this guy's going to get creamed, and it's, it's a guy catching a ball, and some guy just plows him back when you could just you could just light up. I'll never forget that growing up as a kid. What you know, you'd wait for that commercial every week in football games. But anyway, it kind of looked like that. He timed it perfectly. He did something the week before. And as you told me, after that, they pulled him out uh, because of the concussion protocol. So, anyway, what, what do you think of Najee? Is he's undrafted, right? He's got to get he, – they need special teams guys. He's going to make the team, isn't he? Yeah, I, I wrote about Najee last week. You know, he came in with a, his own – I said he was so fast that he, can't his, he had his own nickname before. Uh, Matt Daniels is fantastic at giving guys nicknames. And <laughs> what, you know, Before he give, could give him a nickname, he said, my name's Flash. You know? And he seems like a great kid. Uh, and he's, he won the, he set the 200 meter uh, high school state record in, in South Carolina, uh, beat the old Stephen Davis, you know, running back for the Redskins and the um, Panthers, um, who beat Tim Montgomery before Tim Montgomery found Balco, I think, uh, you know, when he was a kid. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's super fast. He, he, uh, he wants to do it. I mean, he, in, uh, he went to Georgia Southern and he, and he was a, uh, kind of an, an athlete, offense, defense. And he said, I want to play special teams because he knew that this was how he could get into the NFL. Plus he loves it. Um, and I, you know, I, to me, 
this is what the preseason's about is to identify someone like him is like this guy. Cause that, that, that play is, uh, you might have someone that a little bit better blocking him, but, or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's the kind of play that's going to happen in the regular season. And, you know, they've taken the kickoff out of the game, but you know, the punt return is still going to be, you know, where you can switch the field and stuff. Um, and the other special teams, if, if this guy can play any hint of corner, like it may be your last corner on your team, uh, I have a hard time cutting a guy like this because it's just, it's, it's impressive. He's, you know, two games in a row, he's, he's just, he's jumped off the screen with his speed and his ability and his desire. And so I hope he makes the team. If you're bringing Brian Asimo up, up, up to a starter on the defense and he is a good, a decent, uh, uh, special teams guy, you're, you're going to need someone to fill in. So he, I, I figure you gotta, you gotta get him on there. He's got to make, well, the, you don't want to expose him on the practice squad either. Yeah. I, I don't know what the risk on the practice squad would be, but it'd be greater than it was, you know, two games ago. Yeah. Um, and also Chris Boyd is a guy that, that left and went to Arizona. We'll see him, you know, this week. Uh, so he's gone. He was a, he was a lights out. He was the guy that made these kind of plays last year in the regular season for, for them um, quite a few times. So you, there's a, there's a need for that position. And, and Chris Boyd was not a guy that played much, if any at corner. So uh, I, I just, I feel like I'm looking at this roster and I'm like, man, that's a guy I, I would find a spot for him. I really would. I remember talking to uh, who's the, the special teams prefer Mike prefer talking to him about it and see if he had any input on who they keep just because he wants these guys for his special teams unit. And uh, they, they do have some input, but you know, ultimately they need to fill the rosters with, with uh, spots with guys that can be position players. And, and then special teams is a little bit of an afterthought, but do you think that attitude's changed a little bit that you really need some guys like you just mentioned, Chris Boyd, who may not get in the game, but can really, can really play special teams. Well, no, it's always been that way. And, and the good thing about Najee is that Matt Daniels doesn't need to like show anybody, you know, that what this guy can do, he showed the world. I mean, he's, I mean, what he's done on at least three occasions is, you know, he's leaped off the screen to, to the point where your GM knows, your your head coach knows, the public knows, we all know uh, that what this guy can do. And so, yeah. I, That's so he, why they put him in the concussion protocol, Mark. They're trying to hide him. Yeah, he was too good, Joe. He's too <laughs> good to be a Viking. Uh, for You had to, had to hide him. Uh, okay. Well, I, I mentioned Ivan Pace in the previous thing, but he looked good again last yesterday no fall off from him on saturday from from uh the week before you think uh he's a solid uh guy to make the team oh yeah like i said he'll probably be your day one starter i would guess wow that's amazing good for him yeah you just and you know the fact that they gave him the green dot to to call the defense that that speaks volumes in itself you know to give that a kid like that undrafted free agent that kind of responsibility right out of the gate that's impressive. Not only does he have the, the the skills, he might not have the size, but he's he's got the skills and the head for the for the game and the position. Right, and that's when we look at guys. You know, you don't see what it's the oldest cliche in the world. You don't see what's in their heart, but you also don't see what's in their head. Like uh, like as much as I, you know, and, and again, I'm speculation with Oli and just the fact that maybe he doesn't want to be here, want to do it. Um, the body language screams that it, this guy's body language uh, paces is just like, 
Right. This is what he was born to do, and this is what he wants to do. And um, so, you know, just I, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be moments where we're going to be like, oh, what's that guy on the field for? He's going to, if he starts and they go after him in the passing game or something, you know, this guy's not going to come in and get everything right, you know, and never make a mistake. He's going to make mistakes, but he's going to make them, you know, going a million miles an hour and, and uh, he's going to be a good one. And, and it's almost like, you know, you looked at him as a special teams player. Well, now it's like if he starts and you don't want to put him on special teams, um, right. you know, see what happens there. You know, that's a good problem to have, I suppose. Well, now it occurs to me that uh, you got Quasi's first two picks uh, last year didn't work out and have not uh, done so well this year. But now they're they're bringing up all these undrafted free agents. Maybe Quasi's playing chess and everybody else is playing checkers because he's getting them all for these – Low, low price of undrafted free agents, huh? What do you think about that theory, Mark? Come on, can you do both? Can you can you hit can you hit in the first round? I think I think well, I think he will hit in the first round this year. I, uh, if the guy can stay healthy, where's our crawler? If stay right. healthy, Jordan Addison will be. Um, if he stays healthy, we won't be boohooing about Thielen long if this because this guy will make an impact. Yeah. Well, let the guy, let's talk about the guys who throw to him. I, at, like you said, Addison wasn't, uh, became staying healthy. He didn't, he was in concussion protocol from this first game. So he wasn't there last week, but Nick Mullins was a quarterback. I, I read some more that people thought he had a good game. Some people said, but I got to tell you, I, I, uh, I'm going to tweet it, but I, I was sending to somebody. I said, I, I, I'm really starting to appreciate Kirk Cousins' accuracy after watching Nick Mullins in that game. He overthrew so many guys. He was either just off or, you know, I don't know what was going, but he was – even when he had the open receivers and, and found them, he was, you know, making them stretch up for, for, for catches and just not hitting them what you want to do in stride. And so I, you got – I to me, I said, okay, I'm going to give Kirk some more benefit now because Kirk is usually – Kirk will have an off game, but Mullins, I thought, was really off, and and you don't want to see that. You want to see some guy able to jump in there and just uh, hit his hit the guys in the numbers. But what'd you think of Mullins on Saturday night? Yeah, I don't know who who would have thought he did really well. Um, maybe they had a lot few IPAs that night. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they compared it to the previous week. I don't know, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I think he had you know it wasn't quite as running for his life as much uh, in this game. Uh, but yeah, there was like the fourth and. Th- you know, he throws high to Brandon Powell, who's 5'8". You know, I, I tried to watch it because I wrote about Brandon Powell for today. And, I, I, you know, watching the replays and trying to get a sense of could Brandon have caught that because he was kind of falling back a little bit, you know. But that was a little, you know, even Connell mentioned how he threw a little, you know, that Mullins threw a little high. I think uh, Mullins, you know, it's not like last year where they just basically they looked at Kellen Mond and they looked at uh, uh, the other guy i'm drawing a blank on his name uh but they they they, you know aren't good enough we had to go out and they got mullins so to me it's like mullins is what he is it's like he was he's he's not kirk kirk's one of the most accurate john mannion he's one of the most accurate passers that's ever been just you know the the nature of the era he's playing in and the fact that he is very accurate and he can make all the throws uh mullins you're basically you're paying him to know what to do uh maybe He's not going to be as gifted uh, as a starter, or otherwise he'd be a starter. So uh, to me, he didn't play that well. But I'm not. I'm not like they need a new backup quarterback. 
what what did you think of uh, what we saw of uh, rookie quarterback Jaron Hall? Uh, he did some nice things, something with his feet. He ran for a first down. Uh, uh, what what uh, what did you see from him from the rookie? Well, I see a guy like unlike Kellen Mond, who you know, when you looked at him and you just it's like he was playing like, you know, like he had his wisdom teeth taken out. And he was like when you're in that fog, you know, like he just he, Kellen Mond always looks like he was just a step slower than everybody else. This guy looks like, he know, you know, he's he's fast, uh, looks like he processes things faster, much faster than Kellen Mond. Although that's not a compliment. Um I like I, there's something there to work with. I, you know, he's not he's not a finished product by any stretch. Uh, but he, I like that you know that uh, O'Connell has a you know has a, a Kirk to work with, uh, who's Kirk, and then he has a guy to just tinker with and bring along. And who knows? I mean, they may have it, it may work out that this guy could be a, a backup as early as next year, and, and then who's going to be your starter after that? It all depends. So it's their quarterback situation is very intriguing, very interesting right now from the top all the way to the bottom. And, and speaking of that, I mean, that, that's, it's one question I wanted to ask you is that we got news before we went on the air here this morning, the Vikings signed uh quarterback. What's his name? Tiamu. Jordan, Jordan Tiamu, who uh, you told me that they reminded me they worked out, out last year. Uh, uh, so we shouldn't read anything into that, you know, as far as dissatisfaction with those two guys we just mentioned. No, I, I mean, I, what I read into it is that Mel, Nick Mullins won't play on on Saturday and that um, Hall will start and then they'll, they'll have this another quarterback to, to play on Saturday. That, that's how that's what I read into it. <sighs> no starters. Well, that, that's that's good. I, I, I wanted to see well, more. I, of, I want to see more out of Jaron. Hall. I think, I'm, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, my, my feeling is, is, I mean, Nick Mullins, what, what more do you need to see out of Nick Mullins? Either. Right. You know, to me, it's like you'd just be paying, you'd just be playing him just to kind of get through the end of the preseason, whereas you could give uh, the rookie uh, the start and then, you know, pull him out at halftime or whatever, let this other guy pop up. He's a guy that's that here for a while. He was here for a little while, I believe. I, he might have been in – I don't know. I know they worked him out. They might have had him around a while, whatever. But it's, you know, that's how much what I see. In, in, uh, but who yeah, knows? They cut the kicker last year when I was going on about that's what I wanted to see. And <laughs> thanks to Mike Waldem, who I hope hacked that part out of. Uh, he, last did. he did. He <laughs> did. He did. I went and checked. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Jaron Hall with the twos, uh, the twos, what, whoever's going to be playing around him, and just see what what he can do with that. And 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 it is it is a different kind of speed that he plays with that we're not used to, uh, you know. So it, it, it's fun. It excites you. It's like maybe some guy can do some things with his feet and his head as well as his arm. He doesn't apparently have the strongest arm, but, you know, I would just like, you know, to see him uh, have a little bit more of the offense, you know, and, and do that kind of thing rather than just uh, just be mop up at the end. So, yeah, it, it, I'm excited for that. Um you mentioned you mentioned the the kicking job yeah last week or so. What we're looking for, you're going to watch it. And before you know, we weren't off the air for you know ten minutes, and boom, he's gone. So they can bring in somebody. By the way, else. I still want to see him kick. I want to see him. I, mean, I, I don't. Uh, I know that the guy they the guy they cut him for came in and like four minutes later was their best kick returner. So uh, maybe it was a good cut. 
Yeah, Aaron Aaron Dykes, uh, running back. Uh, he he looked good. I mean, you know, he took a number of those kicks and and did something. With, I think he had a thirty eight yarder the, right out of the gate, which the choice gets the fan base excited. Some good blocking too on that one. I, I yeah. you know, some rare, uh, and nobody had a penalty. That was a miracle. Special teams looked really good in general. I mean, with between his his uh, his uh, returns, you had. Uh, uh, Najee, as we spoke about earlier, you got uh, the kicker who did get the job. Uh, Greg Joseph uh, made all his kicks, uh, and he has to get a lot of them because this team can't keep, get the ball into the end zone. But uh, special teams are in good hands. You think that uh, uh, Matt Dance is a decent coach, huh? Yeah, I, mean, I wrote about him last year, and, um, you know, he's, he's not quite like Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin was here it was like two minutes later. You're like, man, that guy looks like a head coach. This guy handles himself similar in a similar ma- manner. Uh, players love him. They love to play for him. Uh, I think that's genuine. I don't think that you were just being told things. Um, I just I, I like his aggressiveness. Uh, I will say that um, you know I think they've effectively canceled the kicking kicker uh, the the kickoff because so many times what you're seeing now is teams fielding it inside the or, or they're they're. They're not the one. Yeah, I've yet to see a uh, on watching. I've watched a lot of these games, but I've yet to see a fair cat catch. You know, like yeah. I don't think the Vikings have had one or in their game. Preseason though, too. What's what I'm saying is that they want to see. They want to see some action. They want to see what what a guy can do. But I think whenever it becomes regular season, because you're seeing you're seeing like them want to see what's going to happen, and you're seeing a lot of guys go down at the 15 yard line, the 14 yard line, the 12 yard line. I think in the pre, you know, and when when the games start to count, you're going to see a lot more, you know, fair catch and just take huh. it to 25. Uh, the kickoff is is dead. I mean, it's it's just a matter of when they got to come up with a new word, like, like when the game starts. You know, what what time is kickoff? And they'll, you know, the kids will be going, "What's kickoff?" Uh, so <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, well, Greg Joseph is happy. It's going to extend his career. Yeah, Gen Double Y X Y Z will be saying, "What's a kickoff, Daddy?" Um, so yeah, but yeah, I think with the special team, you know, I, I you know, I, I was expecting Joseph, you know, the minute that they, they 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 wave a kicker, you know, I like him to you know shank one and pull one, and but you know he was steady, so and he's made a 55, 54 yarder out, uh, you know, outside last uh, two weeks ago in Seattle. So um, and at this point. I didn't think they were going to like, there was actually a competition that like Matt, Matt Daniels, Matt Daniels is becoming more of a NFL coach by kind of last year. It was like, you know, like giving truth serum to a coach and you kind of just bl- blurt out stuff. And I think he's learning a little bit more, maybe he's be- being helped in that regard. To, you mm-hmm. know, like the kicking competition. Oh yes, it is. And then a two week, a week later, the guy's cut. So. Uh, uh, let's uh we mentioned George and Addison earlier. Let's talk about the receivers a little bit because uh, there's a battle going on back there. From what I've seen of Brandon Powell, I'm 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 excited to have him on the team just for the fact that I think he's going to be a decent punt returner and uh, uh, and I think he's going to make the catches when you need to, even if they are thrown way over his head. Uh, I think he, he looks like a guy that looks comfortable out there and not, you know, and and he is a veteran, so and he played with KOC when he was down in LA. So uh, what do you think of Brandon Powell? I know you, you mentioned him earlier. I mean, I, I wrote about him for today's paper. I, I like him as the, as a punt returner over Rager. I like him as a player over Rager, you know, and, and I think maybe Rager, they both make the team because, 
you know, uh, Naylor got hurt on day one, kind of the presumed number four receiver. He got hurt on day one, hasn't been back. And I don't think you can just assume that he's one of your, your top four now. Um, the other the other thing, and I thought it was interesting, I don't know if anyone else picked up on it, but uh, I asked uh, O'Connell about, I didn't, didn't throw out Powell, so it wasn't like, you know, you're giving him, you know, sometimes they, they'll say whatever you like, you put in, you know, hey, is uh, so, so, and so great? And you're like, yeah, this guy's great, but, uh, and you get what you, what you asked for. So I just said, what about this, you know, the punt return job and also the, uh, the bottom of the depth chart at receiver? And he, he said that Brandon Powell's have, having an outstanding camp. He said, uh, th- I don't think people realize how many, how many, how much he can do, how many different jobs he can do. Uh, you know, and obviously, I felt that was a reference to to Kane. You know, because Kane's had this injury, and has been. I think the team wants Kane to like be back on the field. Maybe they feel like you know it's time for him to 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 be back on the field, and he. Obviously, doesn't feel that way. Can't make uh, the club in the job, Mark. So yeah, it's a, you know here's your here's your second team All Pro uh, kick returner, and now you have a uh, by by saying that Powell can do a lot of jobs. The one job he he can do that he hasn't done in the preseason is he can also return kickoffs. So uh, hmm. this is a guy that can do a lot, and uh, I think he makes the team, and I I, I think he's a good addition. Yeah, they went out and got him for sure, and he's a known quantity. I, KOC must have seen something in their time together down in L.A. that he wanted him here, so I, <clears throat> it's good to, good to have him. One more guy I wanted to talk to in the good section of the good, bad, the ugly was Ty Chandler. He didn't he didn't do anything fantastic, but I, he's got some wiggle to him. He's got uh, you know he can break some tackles. Uh, do you think he sewed up number two with? Uh, uh, can anyone know Angu just nursing an injury? Is, is it his job? Well, I, at this point, it's kind of getting late, getting kind of it's getting late early for Kane. You know, it's uh, you, you can't assume that he's going to be back up to, to speed to be the number two. And uh, I thought Mc, uh, McBride, uh, the rookie, ran with some you know finishing power on yep. occasion. Um, scored a touchdown, yeah. I, you know, I think. I like the running back. I, I would like to see Kane back and, and see him part of the mix. But uh, I feel like for what they're trying to do, which, you know, they're trying to – their running game is basically uh, – they're not leaning on their running game like Tennessee or someone like that or like Zimmer used to. The, the running game is there to like, okay, when it's third and two, second and one, we got to get the first down and so we can have a chance to throw the ball to our receivers more. Uh, they're not going to like be hundred yard rushers are not going to be coming out of the woodwork and everything. So for what they have, I feel like they got, they got some, they got enough to get by with what they have. I think, you know, uh, Alexander Madison is a, is a starter caliber player. So what do you think about Dykes? Is he going to make the team? You know, I, I wouldn't think so, you know, because there's just how many running backs can you keep? Uh, uh, you're going to keep the guy you drafted. Uh, the last two years, and you're going to keep Nwangu's not going to, unless he ends up on injured reserve or something, is not going to be, uh, they're not going to cut him. Um, so there's a limit to what I think, you know, I don't think CJ Ham's going to get cut. So there's a limit to what you can keep. Yeah. So, uh, say that again. Practice squad, you know, there's going to be a lot of these guys are going to, some of these extra, um, 
running backs and receivers are going to be practice squad guys. Yeah, I guess it remains you know, it's all going to be hashed out this week. It's interesting to have just one cut down day now in the NFL. And and suddenly then when everybody just cuts all their guys loose at once, that's all these people flooding the market. And so there'll be some other, you know, there'll be a lot of give and take once once that cut down day does happen after the next. Well, yeah, it, it makes total sense because now that with the trend being toward nobody's no, no starters playing or. You know, just just let, let them have, let them, you know, play preseason games and then cut them at the end. That's, I think it's a good thing that what the NFL has done. That, you know, they can sort out the stuff at the end. I mean, yeah, and and the Vikings, and obviously, when you when you get your your final fifty three, it's not really the final because they'll probably go out and shop for some others too. That's true. Well, we're going to go shopping right now for a break, and we'll grab that, and uh, we'll come back with the final segment of uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, Vikings, you know, you, you you hinted at this more in one ways than one previously. There's, there's a few guys that are nicked up and on the sidelines and maybe uh, missing the club in the tub. You know, uh, we have – Jordan Addison, no, he's not gonna. He's gonna make the team in the tub or out of the tub or in the concussion protocol or whatever he's doing. But that's that's what he had a concussion the first game, so we'll see him. We probably won't see him until the first regular season game. Uh, Kanane Nwangu is is he he? I thought I saw that he was considered to go IR. Is he, is he not that injured? Can he come back or do we know? Well, we, just haven't, we haven't seen him, yet. so I, I don't know. At at some point, you know. Uh, you can only be told it's a tweak for so long, you know, like, and then it becomes a uh, broken neck, like with uh, Daniel. <laughs> Jeez, um, uh, Nikhil Harry, a guy, a receiver they picked up uh, during camp, uh, uh, was a last-minute scratch due to, according to you, some sort of soft tissue deal he had going. So that's probably not too serious. That's a guy who wants to be out there because this is his his opportunity to make the team if he wants to can't do that on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, the guys you mentioned are, you know, it's not, they're going to make the club whether they're in the tub or not. Osamo is going to make the team, you know, um, but it's, it's, it gets to the point where like, you know, uh, um, guys need to be out there. This is not, this is, uh, if, I mean, we don't, they're not, they're, they're not being really forthcoming on what, what uh, some of these injuries are, but uh you just wonder they couldn't take it. I don't think they could take it any easier on guys, you know, as yeah. far as, but injuries are just going to happen no matter what. So, um, a Caleb Evans had a, had a, uh, uh, got hit in the head again. Is it practice at the job? Well, at the end, it got chippy at the, the, the second day of the practice. And that, that's when, um, one of the defensive linemen, uh, got chippy on the second day of the joint practice with the Titans. Brable pulled one of the because they had some sort of agreement. Any fighting, the guy would be yanked from practice. So the Titans had a defensive player, you know, ejected from the joint practice. Now, if that's not the modern NFL, I, um, <laughs> getting you're getting tossed out of uh, out of a joint practice. Uh, but you know, you don't we don't if you're going to be putting these guys, uh, you know, I know they don't tackle, but if you're going to be having them bang heads and and they're, they're competitive people by nature that. Uh, you got to got to watch if it get, that it gets out of hand. Well, after that was there were some plays down the field, and there was one uh, even for my taste was was too harsh. Uh, Tennessee number twenty nine, I believe it was. What's his number? Uh, 
Josh Thompson, a defensive back, clobbered Lucky Jackson, who's a guy who just got back on the field not long ago, on a deep ball in the end zone. You know, it was a cheap shot, helmet to helmet. Uh, they threw a flag, and I think he probably got tossed too. Uh, and then at, shortly after that, a Caleb Evans was coming across, and he actually ran into one of his teammates. I forget who it was, but it was a it was a pretty. As I was standing in the end zone, right right next to it, and uh, Joe, I don't think we would have gotten up from it. I know, it's, uh, but I, I don't know if that's the bar we're looking for. No, but yeah, it was it was a real was a you know pretty harsh collision, and um, Evans, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, this is the guy who was in the concussion protocol three times, and then O'Connell, uh, which. I don't know if he was doing it to, to look like a um, a kinder, gentler coach, but he walked out, put his arm around Evans, and walked him off the field, which I thought was a little extreme. But um, <laughs> you saw Mr. Old School, he can't. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not the I'm not the target audience anymore, Joe. But he 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 made a point, like you know, this guy's not going to play anymore. They were at the end of practice, anyways. But, yeah. uh, but then he didn't put him in the game, which is was a good move because it, Evans is. Uh, He's to me. He's so far ahead of Booth and in potential and ability right now and everything that um, yeah he doesn't need to be playing another preseason game. Uh, what, you know, speaking about all this and guys sitting on the sidelines and as you put it to me, basically sitting there just lounging around and doing nothing while the other guys are out there toiling away. What's up with uh, T.J. Hawkinson? Uh, do you do you think there's a hold in going on? I mean, he's got, ear infection was what finally came out after you know we wondered what the hell was going on. But uh, 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 what do you see is happening with him? He's not doing anything, is he? Well, yeah, that's what he told people that you know that he had an ear infection. It, I mean, it looks at some point it's like you know looks like a duck, walks like a duck. It starts to you know start to think it's a duck. You know that he is. Um, Cause like he'll, he'll, he's in uniform. He'll go through some individual stuff um, or some stretching and, and sometimes not even in the individual stuff. And then he's on, you know, and, and I, don't, I don't, it doesn't, does not look like it's by design for, for injury. Um, that's, I, you know, I, I, that's just one of those things under the, you know, to keep on, it's, you should put it on the people's radars that something doesn't look right here. doesn't smell right. And, you know, the NFL is going to airbrush everything they can and try and, you know, serve it to you on a silver platter. And But uh, something something doesn't smell right with that one. Um, well, he doesn't need it. I mean, you saw him come in last year, didn't even, you know, hardly do a practice, and boom, he's catching eight balls. So what the heck? He's like Brett Favre, just chop him in, chopper him in here and let him go on week one, Mark. Come on, man. Speaking about the Brett Favre, there was a halftime show. There was a flag football by these youth football players. I swear to God, Brett Favre's grandson had to be playing because this kid threw three picks in the red zone, and it was he was kept firing them. He was just fire, 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 and uh, didn't have Brett's arm, but he just kept. I give the kid credit, um, but no, yeah, Hawkinson, uh, yeah. I, there's a question whether any of these guys need any of this. You just line up and play. Apparently not. They're not playing. But, but I, you know, I just, you know, it, it doesn't look right. So the thing now is, you know, do the if it is a contract hold in, uh, we'll find out pretty soon if they, if he doesn't have an, has a new deal and the, the season starts. When the season starts, I know these tight ends have really been flashing and. But you know, like uh, on, you didn't talk about you talk about good. The tight ends looked really good. Yep. Uh, a guy I'd never even heard of, uh, and I'm out there every day. I knew he had it. I knew his number. Ben uh, Simmons. Ben Sims. 
Sims, okay. Yeah. And Sims, uh, you know, uh, and uh, and Nick Muse again had a big game, but they're, they're not TJ Hawkinson, so you you need TJ Hawkinson to be uh, uh, on the field in week one. Yeah, that's the one of the strongest units on the team. I mean, everybody everybody that lines up into the position of uh, tight end this preseason for the Vikings has done well. So I uh, want to keep that going. Well, we're going to have three tight ends out there. You know, the heck with uh, Brandon Powell and then Keaton, uh, Keel Harry and whoever else, you know, get, get you know, KJ is going to be on the side and they're going to have four tight ends out there. Some of them blocking, some of them catching the new it, it's, it's going to happen. Anyway, uh, here's the question that from what we, you know, when we look at it overall is, is, is O'Connell being too soft on the team? Cause they, there, we did see, have seen some sloppiness with the penalties. As you mentioned, uh, Ole Udo looks fat, flat. And uh, you got guys standing on the side. Is is he be, is this approach too soft for for a professional team, or what are your thoughts? Well, that's what I that's what I wonder. But you know, I earlier I will get you know, give him the benefit of the doubt because he sort of had some similar questions, you know, last year. Uh, just the approach, and and uh, and then they go out and they they dominate the Packers, uh, who had a terrible. Uh, defensive game plan against him. Uh, uh, then that opener, you know, this like, hey, let's not cover Justin Jefferson, or let's cover him with one guy, you know, <laughs> far away from him. Uh, I didn't quite get that one, but um, so you give them the benefit of the doubt because they prove they've said it before, and they, and they they're, they're committed to their their style, that what they how they prepare, and, and it worked last year, and they went on and won 13 games. And the fact they lost in the playoffs has nothing to do with what they did in the preseason. So. Uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, no starters are going to play obviously this week. So you will have, you know, just like last year when we when it was a new team, new coach, you're like, wow, you know, somebody, they should play a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, it just, it, they don't do all, there's not a lot of, it got chippy with the Titans in that second practice, but there's just not a lot of physicality, you know, and, and we know that it's a different approach in Detroit. Uh, we'll see. It's going to be, it's kind of a fascinating, a different, two different types of approach. You know, one's toughening a team up for as much as you can in today's NFL, toughening a team up for the, you know, to be tougher than everybody. And the other one's kind of, we're going to be fresher than everybody. So, um, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's put it that way. Well, given that, given saying that, uh, what are we going to expect to see this week with a couple joint practices with the Cardinals and then a preseason game? You know, more of the same, just what we saw last week. The, the starters will hash it out midweek, and then we'll uh, the, the backups will be playing on uh, on Saturday. Correct? Yeah, I mean it's a different, it's a different, you know, it's not as physical a team as um, as Tennessee, not as good a defense as Tennessee. Um, you know, but we get a lot of people that, you know, that were around here, starting with the head coach, Gannon, uh, was one of Zimmer's, you know, assistants, a lot of Zimmer assistants, uh, coming back and Chris Boyd and, um, some different, different players. So yeah, it's Mike Murphy going the other way. But yeah. Wow. And then, you know, what you're, you're also going to see is uh, how hot is it going to be? I mean, this will be like a good spring day for the Cardinals. We're coming from Arizona, but for hmm. the Vikings, if, if it's, supposed to be well over 100 degrees Wednesday, I think, or something like that. Um, it'd just be interesting. I think they're playing right in the middle of the day, too. So, yeah, we'll see, you know. Uh, You're going to be out there, Mark? Yeah, I'll, I'll be out there searching for, for any sliver of shade that you can find, yeah. There's not much out there. 
but you know, O'Connell said they're going to kind of ramp up the, the number of reps and stuff and try to, you know, approach it at a little more aggressive or a little more, um, in other words, elevate toward the season. Uh, you know, whatever they did last, that in last week, they're going to try to do a little bit more this week. Uh, so, yeah, and it's going to be the same. You know, starters are going to do, you know, they'll do everything but that one key thing, tackle. Uh, we won't see that. So that is until the starters get on the field week one and tackle, uh, we can talk about their potential. We can talk about B flow and his style all we want. But until we see guys tackle, um, we don't know how we don't know how this how good this team's you know, how good or bad this defense will be. Yeah, that remains to be seen. Well, one thing we do know is that Kirk Cousins is the uh, the all time leader in in uh, in in uh, QB rating for the Vikings. How about that stat? He's the guy, the guy that everybody's always railing on. I'm on the Kirk Cousins rehabilitation tour with his with his image and stuff. You know, I'm I'm being paid by Netflix to do so. Um, so, what does that say about the Vikings quarterbacks over the years? Well, I mean, it, it what it says about the era. I mean, the 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 passer rating is um, a heck of a lot better in this era than it used to. You know, I don't believe Otto Graham's. Uh, uh, passer rating was that good in the in the 40s and 50s but i think auto you know had a few had a few rings to his name uh uh you know same like i i don't know what i'm i would imagine that uh tarkenton's passer or passer rating isn't very high uh because they you know they they played in horrendous conditions that's true was the last time you saw like i mean the Vikings, when they were in Baltimore a few years ago, and Adrian Peterson, that wild back and forth game, yeah. and it was snowing. Um, that was like as extreme as I can recall. You know, most of the games now are you know meticulous field. Uh, yeah. it, it, the field, if, the, if it's an outdoor stadium and the field's too bad, they move the game. You know, <laughs> you know or they'll. Uh, yeah, so you're indoors. It's it, it just the it, it shorter passes. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying Kirk's not. You know, a good quarterback. Yeah. What I'm saying is that he you're just a hater. They compare uh, the Tarkington '70s passer rating, which I'd be curious to see what it was. Yeah, uh, to today's game. You know that that's that's why we got your Mark. Your add context to all this. Your old, uh, you know, your uh, our, our our grumpy old man context. But that's good. It's it's good. Okay. It's it's a different game. The, the quarterback, the position is the game is so much catered to the success of the quarterback more so than it was back then, even yeah, all the rules on, on top of it. Yeah. Somebody made a reference to Terry Bradshaw and uh, took a shot at Terry Bradshaw. And I, I'm a Cleveland guy. I grew up hating the Steelers. And, but it was like the way it was writ written and worded. I'm like, my goodness, it, it, it drives you crazy because uh, first of all, I played from 70 to 77 with the rules where they could mug the receivers. The Steelers are the ones that changed that rule. Their defense was so good that they had to let the receivers get off. Otherwise there would be no points scored in the games. Uh, the, the conditions, they, you know, there, there were no really until uh, most teams, you know, everything was a seven step drop and, and bad conditions and everything. And actually Tarkenton, his, his rating might've been, uh, there he disappeared on me. Uh, his, his rating might've been better because he, he was, uh, Chuck Foreman was a guy that was catching passes. Right. And, uh, right. And, before the 49ers were doing it in the 80s. So, uh, yeah, well, something that can be debated forever and, you know, give us a, a pot of coffee and, and uh, we'll be here all day, you know, talking about that stuff. But anyway, 
on that note, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, thanks as always, Mark. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks uh, everybody for tuning in. Thanks Mike Walden behind the scenes for, for taking a time out of his work day to produce this thing. And uh, uh, thanks to Joe Johnson for putting us here in the first place, but until next week, we will uh, talk. We'll be we'll be uh, rehashing this last preseason game. We'll do it quickly because it's uh, there's going to be a lot of news coming out about the Vikings next week. So come on back then to to check out the Vikings Territory Breakdown podcast, and we'll see you then. Until then, skull. <laughs>